Welcome to Chi Talk. Wow, we haven't seen each other for ages. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's a real pleasure to be back. I was in a, a very long trip that I haven't planned. <laughs> it wasn't in my plans. I, I didn't want to go. Uh, things comes our way and here they are, present themselves to us. And we have to pick up the phone, you know, the phone is calling, we have to pick up the phone. So I had a, I, I welcome Wendy, it's good to see you. <laughs> so welcome to Chi Talk. Um, and I'm happy to kind of relaunch this, uh, the Chi Talks again, and uh, just open it to questions. And we can talk a little bit about my trip too, or whatever your question um, you have regarding anything you could imagine. Uh, this is going to be transcribed into a podcast called uh, Awaken the Healer Within. And uh, it's all about spreading the words of, of, of healing or uh, health and healing. Uh, how do we heal ourselves? How do we go about, how can we uh, be in a happier state uh, during our life here on in this lifetime? And today we're going to talk about talking about life and talking about death. So I thought um, since I was uh, traveling this uh, last month to Israel and helped my mother transformed, she passed uh, on January 11th. Uh, and I thought I'm gonna come there and, and heal her. Uh, and this is what I did and, uh, and uh, helped her transition eventually. So I thought to kind of like devote this um, this chi talk into the whole kind of paradigm of, of life and death and how do we see it in in Taoism, maybe a little bit in Kabbalah uh, and and how do we go about it uh, so very very big topic <laughs> uh, you know and beside behind death there's always um, this is where fear originates <laughs> fear of death really in, in healing practice, when we feel that something is not working in our body, when we feel a certain way that we don't wanna feel the fear. Uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about, about it, but let's, let's do some uh, kind of an opening pr practice like we always do, just a few minutes. And then I'll start talking and invite you to also chime in if you'd like to. All right, so let's uh, bring both fists to the heart center and Close your eyes and put your mind in the space when you're knocking inside of you. Take a deep breath into through in through the nose to that area. And on the exhale, make the sound of HA in a whisper. It's almost like when you have a window pane in front of you and you try to make, a, you know, make it cloudy with your breath in the winter. So that's how the sound uh, sounds. You know, when you uh, try to create vapor on, over a window pane with your breath. And this is a noon time, it's a noon time, it's a time for the heart. And this is the sound of the heart. And as you breathe it out and make the sound, just imagine as if all stress and tension come from the heart center and exit through the mouth. Think about the heart center, breathe into it, love and light. 
and exhale all the stress. And let's put both hands on the heart center and take a breath into this precious heart. Visualize a beautiful big flower here. And inhale and exhale from the nose. Tonify the breath. Visualize the heart as a beautiful flower. And the breath in nourishes it. And allow your gaze with closed eye, eyes to be looking at the heart and to feel a little deeper what you feel right now emotionally. See if you can listen to the heartbeat. Feel the life inside of you beating quietly for so many years now, every moment. Appreciating deeply the aliveness that we feel inside. Appreciating that we have food on our table. Appreciating that we have a roof over our head and all the family and friends that loves us. all the support that we have here on the planet Earth and also from the spirit world, the people looking after us. The spirits that looking after us. So fortunate. Feeling the joy, the love inside, growing Nice, and let's softly relax the hands down and put the hands on the knees and open the eyes. You can rub your knees with the energy of your heart. The knees are very important. <laughs> yeah, the knees, uh, taking care of the knees of the legs is very good. The knees uh, are also, we can smile to the knees too because <laughs> they make us walk and see the world. You know, without the knees, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to see the world. <laughs> mm, nice, beautiful. So yeah, so I, uh, it's good to see you. Hi, Bart and Jermaine join us. Good to see you. So today's topic is, uh, is, is, is about death, is about life and death. And, um, and uh, you know, I've experienced it kind of firsthand 
going back on a trip to Israel, my mother um, went to the hospital and had a, a, an infection. And it turns that in the hospital, she uh, contracted the coronavirus when she was in a very weak state. Yeah, she was a very strong antibiotic for a few days to kind of clear this uh, bacteria. And then, boom, the coronavirus hits. And uh, really, um, there's just another week left that she lived and then she passed. And I was lucky to, uh, to go and to visit her. Um, you know, at that time I was uh, in Hawaii on vacation and I got calls from Israel every day to update me how she feels. And um, there was a call that told me that she got the coronavirus. And then I knew that this is not good because her immune system was already compromised. And, uh, and, uh, and by the time I got to Israel, she was already on a breathing machine and sedated. Uh, I had a lot of beautiful openings with her, being by her and uh, having a lot of signs from her, even though she was sedated, she could feel me and she could see me. And she gave me a lot of, um, a lot of signs, remarkable things. And uh, this talk is not about to talk about it, even though it's a beautiful, beautiful stories on it on their own and very touching and uh, pretty amazing. Uh, but uh, really, I uh, felt that what we much she called me for is uh, to help her transition, um, to help her transition, even though she uh, she it was hard for her to do that transition. It was hard to accept that this is it, that, uh, but at some point uh, it, was, it was clear to her. And it was a lot of uh, unverbalized uh, kind of telepathic talks, you know. Uh, and um, yeah, so there's, I, I don't wanna draw myself into, it's beautiful, there's beautiful stories there, but I, what I wanted to talk is about grief and about death and about loss, and uh, and and how can we comfort ourselves and and what is it all about? And just wanted to mention here that grief is good and grief is really healing, uh, and it's part of what we do here in our human form. And if something we lost, we lo we lose something. We something lost. We we uh, we grief over it. We we are sad, and that's. That's a totally uh, fine and response to to loss, you know. And I went through my own grief over my mother' loss, uh, through, and I still do. And uh, and it's 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 beautiful on its own. And we tend to not like negativity, and we tend to not like uh, to grieve or to be sad or be angry or whatever it is that we're experiencing that is negative, we tend to not like it and uh, tend to be, to, to, to push it to the side. And it took me a long time to kind of pick up the phone, so to speak, and really book my trip to Israel when I was in Hawaii. I didn't want to, I didn't want to think that she's about to die. You know, I didn't want to think that this is it. So I just postponed my 
I postponed it. I said, you know, it's just going to be okay. And until really my sister told me, you know, the doctor are saying that uh, you should come if you want to see her. And at some point it just kind of like sink down. And then uh, I felt a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear uh, from this trip, from what I'm going, going to experience. And what I experienced was uh, when I let myself open to it, I experienced something very beautiful and transformative, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, so in uh, in Kabbalah and in Jewish tradition, it's very interesting. I'll talk about the Tao too. We say that the day of the death is, is happier, is better than the day of the birth. And this is the, the prayer that you're saying on a person that dies when you bury, a per, uh, when you bury uh, anybody that's the prayer. In Hebrew, it's called Tov Shem in Shem and Tov Yom Hamavet Miyom Ivaledo. The day of death is better than the day of birth. And then you ask, well, why? Why the day of the, the death is better? And really, what we see, and this is a, a similar in Taoism, but a little different. So I just wanted to kind of uh, talk about, about this first in the Hebrew trans, 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 tradition and then in the Taoist, is that the, the day of the death is, uh, it's almost like there's, a, there's an analogy for a ship, a ship that leaves the port. And then another ship is coming into the port, returning from its journey. Yeah. And everybody uh, was waving goodbye and having a big celebration for the the ship that is leaving the port to go on the journey. But really what uh, the, the, in Jewish tradition we say, we should be celebrating the ship that returns back to the port because this ship that come back to the port, and that's what's a metaphor for death. It's this ship succeeded in its journey. It came back uh, uh, back to its origin, to, to the spirit world. Yeah, the, uh, the, the spirit world or God or heaven, it's our ultimate house. This is where we're going back to after we experience this lifetime and lifetime after lifetime. And uh, it's a big celebration for a spirit to go back and to meet all the other spirits, all the ancestors, and there's a big celebration happening there. Uh, and, and this is a day of celebration. You know, in a lot of uh, Asian tradition, there's actually in Hindu uh, uh, tradition, you actually celebrate in the day of the dead. It's very interesting. Uh, the celebration is the unification of the soul with its, with its ultimate home. And here it's not really home, it's a journey. We are on a journey to learn something. In Kabbalah, we say we hear that because our spirit wanted to do some sort of fix, some sort of, uh, there's something that we wanted to learn. The spirit came here to learn something and to experience something. And the wisdom that we gain during this lifetime is being taken back to the spirit. And uh, so, so the day of the day of the dead, seeing as a day of a big celebration and better than the day of birth, because when it, person born, we don't know what this person is going to experience during its lifetime, but he's going to choose 
yeah, part of the trip here, the journey is to choose, be able to choose, to choose love, to choose healing. You always have, have uh, you always have the ability to choose. And this is why a spirit came here to have the ability to make a choice between this or that. And what do you, that, what do we choose? And, uh, and uh, so the day of birth seen as a day of uncertainty is this is going to really succeed <laughs> what's going to happen what this person going to choose what he's going to uh, and what i can say is that my mom lived a really happy life a full life uh, so a full life and uh, she she did amazing things she raised four kids and she uh, she traveled the world and she really uh, cultivated a life of love and a lot of giving so I'm sure that her spirit is very high up there. So this is from a Kabbalistic approach, but from a Taoist perspective, the death is really not, there's no really death. It's only transformation. So things always transform into each other, like the yin and yang, and uh, always. So we have the day and we have the night. And the same thing, we have the winter and the summer, and things always transform into each other. And this is how nature works. And this is now our young state, our young, because we are in a form. Our spirit has a form. Uh, so we are in a, in a, in a form of, uh, you know, of life. And then, then we go into the, the dark side, the, the yin side, the winter. So our life, you can, you can um, say, okay, so our life now, it's like a day. And then the night is when, we, when our spirit no longer have a body. And then eventually it's going to have a body again. And there's going to be a continuation of yin and yang and one transform into each other. So after whatever you take from this lifetime, you have the spirit world, the spirit time, the night time, and then you, you have the, the day again. And then you form into a new, a new body that you choose or whatever seems right uh, <laughs> for you know, whatever happens up there. And there's a lot of talks about that too in, in Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism and, and uh, Qigong and Taoist tradition. So, so, and so this is how we see kind of, so energy always transforming to each other. Uh, there was a really beautiful story by Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, a monk that, uh, I don't know if some of you know Thich Nhat Hanh. And, uh, and then, uh, he met a, a guy, a, a small kid that was brought by his mom and he was crying over the death of the dog. His dog died and the kid was, was crying and couldn't get over it. And uh, Thich Nahan showed him the cloud and he showed him the cloud and <clears throat> eventually the cloud would gone, transform into rain. And uh, what he told him is that the dog did not die, and also the cloud did not, did not die. The cloud transformed into rain, and then the rain flew into the ocean. So nothing really disappears. Things always transform into things. And this is really what we think in Taoism is we believe in the force of transformation. And from that force of transformation comes how to deal with grief. You know, how we transform grief, how we transform sadness. And really, first of all, is to express it is very healthy. 
but to transform it is to really, if you think about it, it's the attachment. And if we go deeper, the attachment of the kid to the dog, <clears throat> yeah, of all the, so what I can, so the, the kid really loves his dog and he really cries over what, what he lost. But really, if we shift our mind into gratitude, that would be the flip side of grief. Yeah, so we say if we, if we, if we think about all the good that this person gave us, in his lifetime, all what we got, so we can focus our energy on the gratitude, and that would eventually transform grief. And this is kind of like the 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 teaching of the Tao, of Qigong, uh, that love and and gratitude transform sadness. Uh, so you can remember what this person gave you, and all the present he gave you, and feel so fortunate. And by feeling so fortunate, you flipping the side of the loss. Yeah. So this is uh, this is kind of like the work that we're doing in in uh, and and on a personal level, I can tell you from what I experience now that it comes and goes. It's like in waves. It's ebbs and flows. Sometimes you're in a state of grief, and it's good and it's very releasing to really exp express grief. And on the flip side, you. And at the same time, you remember the story of the Tao. You remember that everything is is um, is everything is uh, is tr transformed into something else. Nothing really dies, and connect with the gratitude that what my mom gave me gave me life, gave me more than life, gave me a lot of, a lot more. And uh, I also have a very special connection uh, to her right now, to her spirit that I, I didn't really had before or, or care to develop, which is very interesting. Uh, so, so this is, uh, I thought that, uh, I hope that this kind of talk a little bit comforts anybody that deals with grief or sadness as to always uh, to not stop it, not stop the grief or sadness is, but to remember also gratitude for whatever you got lost and what you got out of it. And when you focus your mind, when you move your attention into gratitude, uh, it's deeply nourishing the heart. It's deeply nourishing the heart. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, and, and I wanted to also talk, we don't have time to really lengthen this, this bandwidth in this small cheat talk, because I want to also hear you. Uh, but the attachment, the attachment is really what causes us uh, a lot of negative emotion. And is attachment is good or not good? What does it come from? Maybe we can talk about it next time about attachment as the source of uh, yeah, attachment to our, to our pain, right? We attach to the body when we feel pain, that's part of the process of healing and how the heat connects with death. When we feel bad, when we feel emotionally bad, when we feel pain, physical pain. So we can get attached to our physical body. We can get attached to our emotional state. We can attach to, we can attach to our mental body, our thoughts and beliefs, you know? So uh, attached to the physical bodies, like again, pain or pleasure, 
attached to our physical, to our emotional energy or attachment to our, to our beliefs. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about it next time and where does it come from and why we are experiencing it and how to transform it. So maybe that's an idea for next time. But for, for now, I wanted to kind of share with you that a little bit of uh, what I've been experiencing and maybe some words of wisdom around death, which is, uh, which is really a big, big, huge topic of the kind of like the source of a lot of fear. You know, even pain is a little bit of death, as fear of, oh, what's, what is happening? And if you think about it, they, the, the body is always dying, right? And one day is going to be complete. <laughs> this, is the, this day, you're the youngest. And, <laughs> and, uh, and the process of death is eventually is going to be completed. And so uh, let's maybe have an, another talk about it because I think it's a big, big topic and it's really intertwined with, with healing and with our desire to feel good. And, and uh, we can talk about it more. But I wanted to open it to you guys if, if anybody has a question or have any wisdom thing to say uh, giving this talk. Um, just unmute yourself and, and share your... Yes, Marty. So I knew you went to Israel. I didn't know why. And so now that you've shared your story, it's, it's a journey that you just went through, you know? And, and so it's, it, it, what, what do you, uh, my question to you is, what do you see now? Um, I don't know how old your mother was. I don't know if, she, if you want to tell us how old she was mm -hmm. and the circumstances too that how she passed away. That's a whole learning process when you go through this with, the, with your mother. I too was there when my mother passed away. I was there two years ago when my sister passed away. And that journey and that transition, it's huge. And you've got to give, I have to give myself time. And in the Jewish tradition, you usually take a year to grieve and then you mm -hmm. need to you know, kind of get on with your life. So, um, yeah, is your father still alive? Mm -hmm. No, my father died when I was young. Okay. Yeah, uh, my father died when I was young. Uh, I was 14 years old and my father died. And so my mother really grew us uh, by herself all these years since we were kids. So our, my mother was a very strong, she was a very strong woman, very strong. And she really uh, worked many jobs to feed us and to, it was amazing. And she's, a, she's an amazing woman. She's a very strong woman. She was the center of the family. That's, it was, her death really shook us a lot because it was like, wow, she was the, really the glue. She was really, everybody was asking her for opinion. She was a, a pretty strong figure. And, um, and, the, and, and she had a hard time transitioning. She really was hoping that, uh, that she could heal, but she also knew that she's gonna die. She she knew it. Her spirit knew, but she didn't want to. Because <laughs> uh, whenever she went to the hospital, she told my sister, "I don't think I'm gonna come out of here." And she told her, "What are you talking about?" And she didn't answer her. But uh, I think I think she knew, and she gave us a lot of signs. And I dreamt the day she got into the hospital. I dreamt about her, a very strong dream. This is why I was calling her 
And she was like, how did you know that I'm in the hospital? I was like, well, I, you came in my dream. <laughs> and you, you usually don't come in my dream. <laughs> so she asked me if I, if I if I dreamt that she died immediately she's like oh you dreamt that I died I told her no I didn't why do you ask uh, <laughs> so yeah so this is very interesting but uh again what was your question well then no it was just not a question I, I was just well I, I was just saying that you need to give yourself a good year yeah. of all of those different emotions that, that come the waves that come with it and you know the journey you did i i did a class with you you were in your uncle's apartment or flat. right yes and so you had to quarantine for 14 days yes i had to quarantine only for 10 days uh and with 10 days is but yeah, I had to quarantine. I just, I just had a, a permission to go to the hospital to see her. So every day I would go to the hospital and stay there and do healing on her. And we did group healing on her and the healing really. But ultimately her soul, a person has a time. <clears throat> and her soul knew it. And uh, some, some people connected to their soul and their spirit more and they know it more. You know, if you look to uh, yogis or monks, they know when they're going to die. They know the day, they know the hour that they're going to die. And we are not so connected <laughs> to our, we, 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 it's this more spiritual we are, we are more connected to our spirit and we know. And I think she knew, but she kind of resisted. You know what I mean? Like, you know something, but you don't want to know about it. Uh, so, so we have our time and uh, there's a bigger story and uh, the healing that we did on her, because a lot of people told me, well, we did so much healing and how come she didn't heal? <laughs> well, uh, some person asked me and I'm like, the healing is not gone to waste, so to speak. The healing helped her spirit tremendously and elevated her spirit tremendously. What her spirit does with this energy is, is up to a higher, a higher consciousness. But, uh, and this is really, uh, we can talk a little bit about healing and, and, and where, you know, death and healing and things like that and where, where it all sits. But uh, this is also something that's very important to me. Yeah, I'm taking the time. I'm taking the time to, to soothe myself, but I, I've, uh, um, to kind of uh, comfort myself. But I also uh, um, kind of wanted to reach out and connect with you with my community with what I'm doing and uh, and it's been a transformative uh, trip to to Israel and uh, yeah so and you did it you did it and you're back <laughs> and I did it and I'm back and that was in the middle of a middle of a, a real big crisis in Israel it was it was a not only a quarantine it was a it was a lockdown, a police reinforce, police enforced lockdown. So it was, uh, it was pretty intense. <laughs> it was very militant. Uh, something we don't know here. We really need to appreciate uh, our life and how we live here very freely. <laughs> Sometimes too freely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, it's it's good to go and to see how how other countries deal with the pandemic and all that and really appreciate or not or whatever you want, whatever. Right, right. 
So, uh, so that was uh, interesting too. Anybody else wants to say something before we close? Because I don't want to keep it too long. I kind of, uh, but I can keep it for like five, ten more minutes. Yes, Edward. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to thank you for this because I'm dealing with my 50-year-old niece in ICU in New York Presbyterian right now. Um, and in the context of that, I just, I'll say one thing, but I can say a lot. And that is what I got out of your talk for me is that grieving is a big part of love. And you grieve because you love so much. And that, and love is the answer for all of us. Uh, love is the healer, you know, for all of us. So uh, thank you uh, mm. for, for my big takeaway of the word grieving is loving for me. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing this. And, uh, and yeah, uh, there's a strong uh, connection between sadness and love. And, uh, and they go along together very, very strongly. And uh, that's what heals in our five element theory. If uh, some of you guys know, the, uh, the, the heart heals sadness. Love heals heal sadness. So the heart heals the lungs. So these are the parent-child uh, uh, kind of connection between the two organs, emotionally and physically. So love will heal the lungs, uh, the heart will heal the lungs, the heart and the lung have very intimate uh, connection in Chinese medicine. And also, yeah, grief, the, the more you, you said it beautifully, so I don't have to repeat it. <laughs> Thank you, Edward. And uh, yes, Bart, go ahead, I love to hear you. <laughs> when, I, when I hear of people uh, who are dying or who died, then I always, the only lesson that I'm getting out of it for myself is I should be much more loving and kind to everyone and to myself. We should all be much nicer to, our, to one another because life is so short and fragile. So And again, that, that, that was, a, that was, was a, what I was uh, thinking when I heard your, your story. We should all be much kinder and loving to ourselves, uh, <clears throat> to one another right, right here and, and now and to, to everyone. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I, I hear you and I feel you and it's, it's so true. And that's, uh, that's kind of like the message of choice uh, of how we live here and how this journey, what do we choose to do and how we choose to react to things that come our way and to people. And um, yeah, we are, we are all connected. That's very beautiful. And it really uh, softens and warms the heart. Uh, and that's, that's kindness and love and appreciation and respect is really a beautiful gift. And it goes along with with that, with the understanding of the impermanence of our life here, of everybody's life here. And, uh, and, but the eternity of our soul. 
And also, as the Taoists, Taoists say that we are here, uh, the purpose here is to, uh, is to enjoy ourselves. Life is a gift to be enjoyed. And that's, that's really the message of the Tao. If you want to summarize the Tao, life is a gift to be enjoyed. So, um, so with that, uh, I'd like to really appreciate you participating in this special chi break, <laughs> chi talk. And, um, and uh, yeah, and maybe we can uh, uh, talk more a little bit about, uh, about fear of death and healing and how it's connect with the healing energy. And when we do self-healing, when we want to heal ourselves and others, what what is what is blocking this energy? How do, how can we open our uh, energy pathway to really uh, be able to um, heal ourselves and other better uh, through the wisdom of 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 this talk of of death of dealing with death and what is death and things like that. So maybe we can do another chi talk about this subject. I'm just kind of thinking about it. <laughs> All right, let's put our hands on the heart, everybody. And I just, uh, and close the eyes. And I really want to appreciate you guys here live joining me on this special Chi Talk. For me, it's very special. And uh, really feel very connected to you all. And uh, on a very deep level, even though we sit miles and miles apart, yeah, our spirit is connected. There's no boundary of space and time. And uh, let's feel that connection. And what we created here in this uh, just half hour and look into our hearts and feel the love that Edward mentioned and the kindness and the gratitude to everybody that came into our life to all the gifts that they shared with us. Nice. All right, let's open the hands, open the eyes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Tomorrow is uh, uh, good night, Qigong. I uh, hope you're going to join me for that. And uh, Thursday is uh, is uh, noontime chi healing. So I'll see you guys. Thank you so much, Bart, Germaine, Gail. I know you're here too. Edward and Marty, thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.